everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session. Today, we are covering long-distance relationships 2.0. And we did do long-distance relationships a long time ago. It's a good episode. I definitely recommend listening to it if you want to get into some of the basics here, our backgrounds with long-distance relationships, because we both have them. But we've got more questions to get deeper into it. So it's got another 200-level course for you today. Hell yeah. And I feel like... (laughs) This is just something we can keep rehashing because it, it, it's a trope in the sapphic community for a reason. Like it's a yeah. stereotype. It is going to happen to somebody. Um, and one of the questions, one of the first ones we got was, made me laugh because I'm pretty sure we got the exact same question for our last episode on long distance relationships. And it was, why do we do this to ourselves? And it's like, why do we get in relationships at all? Why do we like agree to be vulnerable or like risk getting hurt? Like it's because the pros outweigh the cons and the good parts, hopefully outweigh the bad. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think (laughs) we do it to ourselves just because, you know, you meet that person, you can't control where they live. Like if they're across the country, they're across the country. Or across one the world. thing I was, yeah, one thing I was thinking about that we didn't kind of cover last time on this topic. And I, so I recently read Audre Lorde's biomythography, aka memoir. And at one point she's in a, I don't know if you can call it a relationship. She's in a situationship, we'll say, with mm-hmm. this woman. And she low-key admits that both of them were, like, very aware that they were only sleeping with each other because they were the only, like, lesbians they knew in a, like, seven-mile radius or whatever. Nah. And so one of the things <laughs> that I was thinking of with this concept is, like, okay, technology advancing is a great thing for queers to connect and that could be part of why maybe we did get into just like that a little bit last time but that could be part of why we get into long distance relationships as queer people because Mm -hmm. now we're not just confined to the seven queers who are in our seven mile radius if there's even seven you know you can now branch out to anywhere else And so it's like a supply demand technology advancement (laughs) kind of thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you aren't, you know, as lucky as Cheyenne, whose person is in their, you know, their city, I happen to go across the world, uh, you know, across the country to find my person. And so she's like, I feel like there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of the like technology aspect Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we can connect to people who aren't close to us in a way that audra lord couldn't in 1970 something or 1960 mm-hmm. something you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know in the past uh people used to take out like personal ads in magazines and reach out to each other that way and like call each other on the phone or write letters or whatever and mm-hmm. obviously this is like a way more uh like a rapid fire version of that but yeah i feel like without that and it, i guess looking back and thinking about in terms of like the safety and coming out and like support and visibility and everything that would make it even harder so it's like okay Mm -hmm. I found this one person who's queer and I don't know about anyone else I don't know and it's like that in lots of places still today of course but it's like I know this one person is queer and they're out or they're out to me and I it's not necessarily safe to ask but I guess that's why like flagging is existed and gay bars and all of that but yeah it's like yeah 
I don't know. It's think smarter, not harder, I guess. <laughs> but then it does make it harder when you have to like travel, pay for flights, pay for bus tickets. It's it has its own yeah. unique set of challenges for sure. It can get expensive to like mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. up with seeing each other frequently. Yeah. And our next question is, do they really work? And I think they can. I think that money helps um, because having the ability to see each other and actually even traveling together, I think that can be really exciting. My one friend is a flight attendant and he and his ex would like, they would lived in different cities, but they would just fly and like coordinate their flights, to like be all over the world with each other. And so Aww. I think it can work for different people, but it's not a universal thing of like, yes, it works or no, it doesn't. It's like, well, who right. are you and what are you, what's your vibe and what do you want in relationships and what's your goal? But I don't think and that's it's not, not feasible a blanket. They most don't people work. to be like, let's meet all over the world. Like most people aren't no. flight attendants with like discounts and free flights and or like millionaires with tons of disposable income to yeah, yeah to or, fly all or over PJ. whenever. <laughs> Yeah. Or PTO even to like be off of work. Like I can be off, off of work for that long. All you like to be traveling no. like every month and stuff, you know, it's right. just like, yeah, no. So it's all very situational, I think, but it, it can work. It's a matter of like, is that somebody that you want to make it work with? Mm-hmm. I definitely think oh. long distance relationships are a luxury in some way, especially if you are able to like see them regularly because like, I could not afford to do that. Like, I'm glad I don't have to. But like, Mm -hmm. at this point in my life, like, I would really be struggling in a lot of different ways if I were like seeing someone regularly and they were very far away. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Price of gas is high these days. Yeah. Yeah. Even that. Yeah. But I, I think it can be worth it for some people and obviously some people not so that kind of determines like if it works or not and actually a few followers um responded and let me know about their experience with long distance relationships and one person said i'm in one and it sucks so it sounds like this Mm -hmm. person maybe the person that they're in the relationship with it's just not a good fit for long distance maybe long distance isn't a fit for them in general like there could be a lot of different factors but then someone else said no questions just want to say I married my long distance relationship it can work out so it really mm-hmm. just depends on the individuals and the in- individual relationship I had cousins who were long distance for seven years while one of them was in veterinary school in a different state and yeah. they made it through that eventually moved in together after school was over now they're married with kids and have been living together for like probably seven years since then. Yeah. So it's like, are you thinking long-term? Are you thinking short-term? Why are you long distance? There's way mm-hmm. too many factors for it to be a blanket. It works or it doesn't. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. hard to say <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, another question we got is how do you handle the pressure and anxiety of finally seeing them in person? I actually love this question because I feel like it's not always acknowledged. It's like, we should just be so happy and relieved. And like, sometimes there is a lot of pressure because you haven't seen them. So it's like, well, are they going to want to have sex right away? What if Mm -hmm. I'm not horny? What if like, I don't want to till tomorrow. 
I think that the best thing that my girlfriend and I did when we were in our little, like, remember we did that like pseudo long distance thing. Mm-hmm. We just called out what we were feeling. Like I would say things like, why am I nervous to see you? Yeah. Or like, I'm so like nervous to like give you our, like the first kiss of seeing you. And then when she would be like, oh my gosh, me too. I feel like it made me feel better. Cause it's like, okay, I'm not being Delulu, even though this is my girlfriend of two and a half years. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> whatever. But it was just kind of like something that once you saw them, it kind of started to like chill out, but you also have to take the pressure out of them. Like if they're traveling or if you're traveling, that person might be tired. So like, you can't put too much pressure on the way they're going to be when you do see them, Mm. you can't put any kind of sexual, I mean, you shouldn't anyway, but like, you can't have the expectation of like, I'm going to jump your bones when I see you. Even if they said that in a moment of like being flirty and horny, that that's not a guarantee that like, Mm -hmm. that's going to be the vibe after they've been on a plane and a child's been crying next to them for six hours. Like you have no idea. So I think calling it out, keeping the expectations low, communicating and saying like, I'm so excited to see you, but my energy is so low. We're going to have a great couple of days, but let's just get in bed and cuddle right now because my energy is like at zero. Mm -hmm. Like so much of just like calling things like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think trying to detach from any expectations will help a lot. And like, maybe make the expectation like I'm going to get to spend time with this person in whatever way and shape and whatever it takes form. Like you're just going to get to be with them. And hopefully like, I don't know, one time I was like long distance, like kind of talking to this person and I finally like met up with them and they like, I was there for like a few days and they like didn't even hang out with me like half of the time. And like when they were with me, they were like playing video games. Like she mm-hmm. <laughs> was like ignoring me. So it's like even that might be a little bit uh, of a bare minimum <laughs> expectation. But like I, you should have that, that like you're going to like spend some good quality time together um, <laughs> yeah. when you're going to see someone long distance. Uh, but yeah, I think removing expectations and like Gina said, uh, communicating how you feel. And also I've said this before, but just kind of reframing the anxiety and like this pressure you're feeling as excitement and uh, like looking forward to it because it kind of feels the same in our bodies for the most part. And like, we can trick ourselves by being like, no, I I'm feeling this way because I'm excited. Not because I'm like scared that I won't live up to their expectations and then your brain kind of follows suit. So (laughs) I think that can be an option as well. Yeah. I feel that for sure. So once you're out of the long distance phase, somebody asked how to make the transition from long distance relationship to local smooth. My LDR GF of over a year just moved to my city. First of all, congratulations. You've made it to the other side. (laughs) One in a million. I don't know the exact uh, statistics of this, but I feel like that's pretty rare to actually transition from long distance to no distance. I think it's just a little of like still keeping expectations kind of low if you can. Um, When I, my one ex, like we matched on Tinder before I moved to, to, to Arizona. And so then- It kind of was that kind of transition when I finally did move here. And I definitely had some anxiety of like, 
what if the vibe isn't the way I think it is when we're on the phone or on FaceTime? Like, what if it's just like not there in person? But I think that it was smooth in that we were overall just like very excited to see each other. She did a really good job of balancing like us doing stuff together, but giving me time to like explore Mm -hmm. on my own, figure out like my own footing in the city. I had like work friends sort of at the time because I moved here with a job. So I still did stuff with them and she was very encouraging of that. So it's kind of like a balance of like, especially since in this situation, the girlfriend's moving to this city. So it's new for her. So it's Mm -hmm. a balance of making her feel welcome and welcoming her into your circle, but then also letting her find her own circle and her own footing and her own balance. And knowing that it's not going to just be like, she's here and everything's a hundred percent. Like moving's really stressful. I've heard like, it's Mm -hmm. like one of the most stressful situations is like moving and whatever. It's like up there for highest Mm -hmm. anxiety inducing things. So like, you know, (laughs) have some grace, that kind of thing. Yeah, I've never had this experience, but what you said makes a lot of sense because you don't want to like move and then just integrate into someone else's life. You want to like carve out your own life and then kind of come together with that person. And then like, hopefully you don't break up, but if the relationship does end, your partner still wants to like have a life of their own and things to do and people to see and places to go that aren't just like yours um and I think that's really important so uh, I guess just like managing expectations about like how much time you'll spend together because I feel like it would probably be really easy to go from being on opposite sides of the country and or world or, or whatever and not seeing each other for like months at a time and then right being like we're gonna see each other every day like we're gonna spend right. every free moment together and that would be really easy but then I think that's like a good way to like crash and burn a relationship that previously had so much independence and separation yeah yeah you it is exactly how this person said a transition it's not just Mm -hmm. like a light switch kind of thing (laughs) yeah that's a great metaphor I love that uh so another question we got was how do I avoid being controlling on accident and I don't know have you ever had that experience with like a long distance relationship um I don't know about like controlling is a strong word, but I definitely, when my girlfriend and I were in different cities in our little, I don't know, pseudo, whatever, there were certain Mm -hmm. things that, um, because we're non-monogamous and there were certain things that either like she wanted to do that I said no to, or I wanted to do that she said no to, but I don't think either of us felt controlling. I did worry that I was asked like that me saying no was like unfair, I guess, but that's mm-hmm. very Libran of me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was just like trying to make everything fair. You know what I mean? But boundaries are important. So I think we can sometimes be hard on ourselves and we think we're being controlling. And a lot of that I think is like, honestly, patriarchal thoughts. Cause like mm-hmm. boundaries aren't always a form of control. It's depends. It's all depends on how it's framed. If you're just trying mm-hmm. to protect yourself, that's not necessarily controlling, but if you're saying things that are unfair for this person to do or not be able to do that's different but I I think that sometimes we can just be hard on ourselves because of the patriarchy and Mm -hmm. you know women are controlling and so like as lesbians we're like no I want to be more chill but no like you're allowed to have boundaries yeah I also think that uh, a lot of people can conflate control and boundaries at times and think that they're setting a boundary but really 
what they're asking is control like because a boundary is removing yourself from a situation if something happens it's not like dictating what someone else can or can't do it it's like okay if you're going to do that I'm not going to be around or I'm going to not be in this relationship or I'm gonna leave the room like it's about like yourself and preserving your own safety and not saying you can't do this because I don't like it or I wouldn't do that or whatever and I think that's the best way to avoid being controlling it's like I am not going to stay around for that because I that's not the kind of life I want to live um and so that's like removing yourself from the situation like there are ways to walk away and avoid without controlling for sure but Mm -hmm. it is like I feel like it is a hard line because we're taught that like okay I set a boundary and they didn't follow it so that means they don't love me or whatever but like the boundary is for you not for them so it's it's hard because I don't think we're taught like how to actually set boundaries or like the definition or how to word them or how to handle them and like I know I've had my boundaries crossed a lot and I've probably crossed other people's boundaries too and it's just like we're not taught to like I don't like navigate that the right way like I like I don't know yeah well because even as you're saying it like oh I'll just like remove myself from the situation like I don't think it's as like simple as that because like in the Mm -hmm. situations I'm thinking of with like my girlfriend and I the things that she wanted to do or that I wanted to do like I don't think that either of us were like well you can do them but I'll just like walk away it was like I'm not comfortable with that and we very much care about what the other person's comfortable with and we I mean there's certain things not all things but there are certain things that fall in that category where it's like, I don't necessarily have to agree with her boundary, but I'm going to respect it. Mm-hmm. It's, but, it, but I don't find it controlling because she's not like, you can't do this. You're not allowed to do this. She's like, it will make me uncomfortable if you do this. Mm-hmm. And, and you're I'm like, like well, I respect you enough to not want to put you in that position. Well, I don't want to make you like uncomfortable. So I will not yeah. be doing this. That is yeah. like, that's that and that I think mm-hmm. you're right where like I don't think we have the best knowledge on setting boundaries like that's a, a topic of conversation in society that I think we're still working on the right yeah. way to do things and long distance relationships is unique because there has to be more boundary setting than you think there mm-hmm. would be like you think like oh we're away we're, we're there's so much freedom like no you need to like there's so much more communication that needs to happen yeah. because to- so many scenarios it's just different it's a different level mm-hmm. I should say yeah, it's it's really weird. Like, it's even going back to the situationships conversation, like, you would think that, like, a situationship, you would have to have less conversation about boundaries. But if you want to have, like, a healthy situation, I mean, it kind of takes away from the situationship aspect. But, like, <laughs> if you want to have a good dynamic and you're not hurting each other and you're not, like, fucking with each other's heads and playing games and all this bullshit, right. like, you have to have more conversations than you might in a monogamous relationship where some of that stuff is like kind of ingrained and that's not Mm -hmm. me saying like I don't think those conversations still shouldn't be had but some of it is a little bit more expected yeah like conventional and like you have a little bit more like freedom and vulnerability and time to like communicate whereas situationships it's like when you even talk about that (laughs) like when will that happen probably not it will probably implode before you get a chance to um, but that's why it would be like <laughs> better to talk about it. And I think but the long same distance thing. Relationships take work. 
for sure. Yeah. And I've definitely been in a long distance, uh, non-monogamous relationship where the person thought like it was just going to be like the easiest little like free for all type thing. And I was like, no, we really have to like put work and effort into this. Like, it's not just like, have at it. Like, don't give a fuck. (laughs) But I mean, that's no longevity, you you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're just, how can you be on the same page if you don't even know what page you're on? (laughs) feel that yeah fucking mic drop (laughs) so another question that we got how do we quote-unquote survive our long-distance relationship when one of us doesn't see it as a big deal because they were deployed during many relationships so their army or navy whatever their military and the other thinks that we should be very aware of making time for each other and having long-distance routines Okay, so they have, it seems like, some clashing in values, and one person Mm -hmm. is maybe trying to copy and paste previous dynamics of relationships into this one, so. Yeah, this kind of sounds like what I was just talking about, about being on the same page, and Mm -hmm. it kind of sounds like maybe they aren't necessarily compatible, and if the other one doesn't think it's a big deal and doesn't want to make time or have routines, that's fine, but they should still make an effort to do that if their partner feels like that's important to them for the relationship because it's like a compromise that'll just strengthen the relationship long term rather than having one person feel like emotionally neglected or like alone or whatever. And that's just your relationship is just not going to work if that other person can't compromise and give some back because what's the point of being in a relationship with someone and you never talk to them and don't have any routines and don't have any close like what why are you in that um so I think the other person probably needs to uh be more involved in their relationship if they want to be in this relationship is what I think it sounds like they're used to this dynamic but that doesn't mean that there's less work because you've done it before like there's Mm -hmm. just as much work it's a new relationship every time and there is definitely a lot of care that needs to be put into it. So it's not just like a right a low commitment thing. It's yeah. It and I also deal. I also don't believe that like a relationship is like a failure because it's over or it ended or whatever. But like maybe that's the reason that their previous partners are not with them anymore because they don't make right. time and don't talk and don't have any kind of like long distance routine. And it sounds like they're the one at a distance for the most part. So maybe that's kind of like a cycle that they're perpetuating also. Yeah. 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 All right. Pivoting to some positive questions about long distance relationships. Uh, Another question we got is what are the pros to long distance relationships? I feel like if you are the kind of person who likes to have space, who's really working hard on a career, you know, taking a exam like the bar or something where you're working towards a goal and you don't have like tons of time, I think that long distance relationships can be nice because there can be a lack of pressure because like you may talk to them on the phone for a little, text them, maybe do the like body double thing where you're both working but you're not actively having to give them a hundred percent because you're not in the room with them 
So um, I had friends who were long distance while they were both working on their careers. And I know it was hard and it wasn't ideal. And they, you know, had a lot of struggles just not being near the person that meant the most to them in the world. But it also, I think, put them where they're both very successful in their careers at this point. Like yeah. it really set them up for success. And they live in the same city now, but they were like New York and LA or Philly and LA, or they were literally mm -hmm. like opposite sides of the country. Mm -hmm. And those kinds of things, it's like, what else do you have going on in your life? That's where there's the pros. It's not like, oh, this is the best uh, formula for a relationship or kind of thing. Like, I don't think there's pros like that. I just think mm -hmm. that it does give you a lot of space that um, a regular relationship that's not long distance may not always. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. And then I was also thinking that you, <laughs> you have to get better at communication and about finding ways to like connect with someone just because you can't always like physically touch them and you have to like come up with like creative ideas to stay connected which is something we're going to talk about soon um but like there are different things you have to do because you don't have like the traditional avenues and then like another pro that I was thinking of is we were kind of talking about this earlier obviously it's not having to settle for one of the five queer people in your hometown like you really can find someone that you're compatible with, someone you're attracted to, someone you're into. And it's not like, damn, like, I just got to settle for this one person. Like, you have the yeah. whole fucking world out there as your oyster. Like, go That's eat that true. clam. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> go eat that clam. <laughs> Another question we got, though, is what are some creative ideas to stay connected on a deeper level? And Gina, I know you're going to have some good answers for this one because you do that and you're not even in a long distance relationship. So, well, true. But even when we were for a little, I think we did find some good, meaningful things. I mean, there's, you know, those question, the, you know, what Jason calls the white people question games. There's all God, kinds of I was like, going to say the same thing about the white yeah, person question game. <laughs> the white people question games. I do think those are really good. I think that they're great like conversation starters. Mm -hmm. And I think like any sort of kind of off the wall questions, this or that, um, I think that's really fun. My girlfriend and I would also like just talk through like fake dates. Like, Oh, if we have all the money in the world, where would we go on our first date? Like which is yeah. one day. And we'd kind of talk through paint a picture and it's all very like daydreamy or whatever. You mm -hmm. can get some really creative date ideas that can really like, I don't know, just open up parts of your brain that you wouldn't think to when you're just like sitting in a house together. It's like one of the, my favorite things that my girlfriend and I did was we when we were long distance once um she was it wasn't even long distance she was away for training for like a three-week program so it was for three yeah. weeks but she That's and I um I it was a long time <laughs> I pulled up um a website that was a virtual museum and I sent her the link and we were both we were on FaceTime and I was like well, on your computer let's look through the whole museum and I, and we'd kind of be like poking through and we weren't saying much we had like music playing and every once in a while I'd be like what room are you in and she'd like tell me and then after we you know I'd be like oh I'm in this room whatever and then after a while after we went through we had each picked 
one painting or whatever and like pulled that up and like we shared screens and was like I picked this one because blah 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 and we talked through like why we picked it Mm -hmm. and you can easily take any activity and choose to make it a surface level thing like like, I picked this because it's pretty but Mm -hmm. if you want to get deeper like my girlfriend I got deep like she picked this because she was like this reminds me of being in Puerto Rico with my grandmother I was like it's this it felt comforting to me because this, this, and this, like we really tried to get deeper with it. And I think those kinds of activities are really cool because you're given this gift where like your only really form of communicating is just like talking through, like you can't have body language. There's no physical touch. There's no outside distractions. So mm-hmm. activities like that, where you get talking about things that you might not when you're watching a movie or even Mm -hmm. out to dinner because you you can't get that vulnerable in public, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We also have done like, quote unquote, team building kind of things. Like we did like virtual escape rooms or uh, there's so many cool things online, even just um, websites where you can both be drawing at the same time. So you can like create a drawing together there's a lot of ways that I think you can take something simple and draw meaning from it. If you're willing to be vulnerable and go deep. And when you're just sitting on the phone or FaceTime, that's exactly what you should be doing with your partner. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. But I'm an air sign. So (laughs) another way that what you were describing kind of made me think of this. My girlfriend does this like every day. And sometimes I'm like, I am not feeling creative right now. I cannot give you a good answer to this. Mm. Um, But sometimes, like, I do obviously uh, participate. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, what kind of answer are you looking for? But she'll be like, okay, if I were a condiment, which one would I be? And then I I have to like, yeah, we always do that. And then we have to explain why. And sometimes I'm just Mm -hmm. like, my brain is not working. I do not know a single condiment. (laughs) Can you do mine first? And then she'll like do it. And then I'll do hers. And she's like offended by the answer. And I'm like, you don't get to tell me I'm wrong (laughs) after you ask me my opinion. But yeah, um, I think that's like a fun thing to do. And we'll like do it for like our pets too. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. what would, what would pickles be? Um, and kind of like say what her personality is and like why she would be horseradish or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's (laughs) like a fun thing. Cause you've multiple cats, right? So we'll Mm -hmm. do like, would you, for us, would be like, which dog would you rather be if you had? Yeah, we do. We do that too. We do that too. (laughs) We do that too. <laughs> I think even just telling the highs and lows of your day kind of thing, like mm. sharing those, I think can just be me- really meaningful. And then you have an insight into what they're doing. So you feel connected to them. You do like touch points every day. Like, I think that's, that's really nice. So I think so too. Yeah. Since we're already kind of going through kind of some date ideas, somebody else did say fun, long distance date ideas. And in addition to the ones that I've already said, I think you could have some really fun, like silly dates virtually, like you can, you know, set up FaceTime, whatever, and give each other a prompt and be like, go dress up like you're a jock from in high school from the Mm nineties. And the other person go dress up like you're a goth from 
the early 2000s go and right. then you go like find that up in your wardrobe I think <laughs> it's cute to just like order dinner together and eat together or to watch mm-hmm. the same shows and you don't even have to get all like tech crafty with it you can just pull it up and press go at the same time I've done that with my friends so many times like my one friend and I have watched a full season of drag race together virtually because wow. I'll just literally go okay ready one two three play like you don't have to have mm-hmm. all these different crazy apps and things you just like find fun things that you already want to do together, do it virtually. I already said like, there's so many free virtual museums, which I think is super cool. Virtual escape rooms, virtual puzzles, like jigsaw puzzles that you can do together online. It mm-hmm. You can get so creative with the internet. Um, so do a quick Google, but I definitely like <laughs> the museum date was one of my favorite things ever that we've ever done. Like, physical or virtual so that one's definitely my the highest recommend yeah when you said the museum date I had looked up um some ideas and that was one of the ones on there and I was thinking like it would be cute to be like okay find a like a piece of art that reminds you of me and yeah. tell me why yeah something like that would be really cute and then I also made like a list and then I also have a friend who's in a long distance relationship so I asked her what her favorite long distance dates have been so I'm going to read some of them um yeah so I have body doubling which you had mentioned while like working cleaning studying like just kind of having them on FaceTime or on Zoom or whatever while you do your own things um you could do a two-person book club I know you kind of do that with one of your friends Gina both read the Who's same long book distance? and talk about She's it. long distance yeah. friend yeah, perfect. Um, you could take a nap on Zoom or FaceTime or Skype if if anyone still uses that together. Um, you could play a video game together. You could go on UQuiz or BuzzFeed and like take a quiz and go over the results and like say if you think it's accurate or not. Um, you could watch a painting tutorial on YouTube and do it together or like a do do a little like DIY paint and sip kind of thing um, following a tutorial. I also have the white people card games, courtesy, <laughs> wording courtesy of Dason. Um, I said that you, or I found one about how you could cook together over Zoom. That would probably be a nightmare for me. Um, I personally wouldn't do that one, but I'm sure some people would love it. Uh, if you saw that one TikTok trend, you could make funny like presentations about a topic together and then like present it to each oh. other. That would be fun. Uh, you could take an online course together. You could have morning coffee slash breakfast together. Uh, another one I saw that I was like, okay, I would not do this, but you could do like a YouTube workout together. Um, okay. You could do a themed dinner date. That might be kind of fun. You could play iMessage games together. Uh, you could shop for flights to see each other like while on FaceTime <laughs> or whatever. Uh, that was a recommendation from my friend who's in a long distance relationship and I was also thinking if you saw this TikTok trend where the people like would have a song playing and they had like the lyrics up behind them and then they had to like try and do like karaoke and see if they knew the lyrics without looking at the lyrics that would be like a fun thing to do that I feel like you could do and that reminded me of a game that my girlfriend and I play where we'll like We'll, like sing a song and then you have to like start a new song with whatever the last word the other person left off on was um mm. or we'll play another game where they have to guess what song you're singing based off of like the shortest like amount of words or 
sound possible. Oh yeah, we've done that. I love yeah. that. I mean, we like play like those games after we the... have sex. <laughs> They're my favorite <laughs> That's part. funny. Yeah, I'll, I'm like, okay, can we play that game now? <laughs> and then we like use a vibrator as like a microphone. So yeah, they're... <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's like my favorite part. <laughs> that's your aftercare. That's so funny. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, like any of those things I think would be really fun to do virtually. I think those are really, yeah. really good tips. So our next question, somebody asked, if a Paris slash New York relationship is too much, I don't think you can say any destination, this or that is too much. Like, is your relationship working? It's going to be this like low key, the same amount of effort if you have a plane ride here versus a plane ride there. So who's mm-hmm. to say what's too far? If, if you're making it work, you're making it work. Yeah, I think it really just depends on the people the relationship I think you know you're I think we have more than one soulmate I'm just gonna like put that out there like you know platonic soulmates whatever but like I think if like your fucking soulmate lives in Paris and you live in New York or vice versa like what why would you let that stop you why yeah what is the point other than to torture yourself (laughs) so I think if it's a good relationship it's not too much but if it's you know not the best it might not be worth it and that's only something you can decide or your partner or it's something you have to like figure out together after a while yeah 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 okay so another question we got is i'm in a long distance relationship with a girl her parents want her to date a guy she told me she would do as they say if it came to it and we could be platonic what do I do? It's my first relationship with a girl and I feel like it's unknown territory. Is it a red flag? So yes, this is definitely a red flag. It doesn't seem like this person really cares that much saying like, oh, we'll just be platonic and I'll just like date whoever my parents dictate. Now, I don't know what right. like cultural things come into play because there are pressures Age. in certain cultures of arranged marriages. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. might be like kind of young, who knows, you know, everyone's got to be safe. But I feel like you already know that this isn't a situation that makes you feel good. So I'm going to go ahead and say like, yeah, this isn't the the greatest situation, probably a red flag. Yeah, I feel like it's not even a red flag at this point. It's like a stop, stop turn around and yeah. go back or something. Because it's like not even not like, oh, we're, we're not dating yet. But like you're in a relationship and she's like, I'm going to break up to you, with you and we can be friends. And I'm going to go date a guy because my parents said – like it just – I don't yeah. know. Like, I want better for you. I think you can exactly. do a lot better than this situation. Yeah. Yep. Our very last question then, what are your best tips for making them work? And I do feel like we've given some advice in terms of the different date ideas and meaningful connections. But my biggest tip I'd say is just that like if that's your person, you got to compromise and put in the work and make the effort. And like when my girlfriend and I were kind of long distance, it wasn't fun, but it wasn't like the worst thing ever. Like we made it work. She was Mm -hmm. still right there when I needed her, even if it was just on the phone or a text or whatever, like we figured it out. It wasn't ideal, but it wasn't like a deal breaker. And so it's very much of like, remember why you're even with that person in the first place start making a plan to maybe not be long distance or like whatever. But if you're, if that's your person, then 
you got to be all in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is it worth it? Is, are you willing to put up with this distance for X amount of time or however long to be with them long-term? Is that right? Is it worthwhile? Yeah. Um, I feel like it, it's kind of like a <laughs> cost analysis kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, fucking, I don't know anything about math, but like, it's kind of like you got to do the equation in your head. Like how much happiness are you receiving from this relationship versus like times the distance? Yeah. D- Divided by the amount of money and time and energy you're putting There's into it. There's got to be an alignment <laughs> chart for this. Like, right? <laughs> Can, we need how to, like, happy are you? How far are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to say because I think, like, making it work is very like relative and subjective and there's not one way to like make a relationship work and it's just kind of figuring out what feels best and what kind of relationship works best for you and if you're on the same page about those things yeah a lot of communication as always with any relationship but like even more so when you're yeah long distance so yes Ah, so with that, we are done. If you would like to give us a call, send in any questions for future episodes, you can call us at 724-209-8877. You can find us on all social media at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. We also have a Patreon if you want some bonus content. That's at patreon.com backslash Sapphic Survival Guide guide and you can find me Cheyenne at hot mess being on pretty much any social media platform out there and you can find me anywhere online at the Libra including my website thelibragina.com and by now season three of um hello should be well underway so please listen wherever you listen to podcasts and with that class is now dismissed (laughs) 